and now. So we're podcasting. We're podcasting. I like podcasting. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you do your own podcast, right? Yeah, I do. I do my own podcast. That's something like that. Some people tell me it's not a podcast because it's only on YouTube, but I think it's still a podcast. Well, you don't have a, a podcast feed? No. We'll talk about that later. It's very easy to set up on Anchor. Anyway, this is Just Say No uh, Sports, uh, no sports product, where this is where I sit down with some of my favorite people and friends, and we talk about sports and our relationship to them. Today, I'm really excited because, as you just heard, I'm sitting down with another uh, YouTube podcaster, not, yes. a, not a podcaster, YouTube vlogger. Well, we'll get you a feed, dude. Don't worry. We'll get you on the podcast. Anyway, uh, John Reynolds, thank you for joining me today, and uh, welcome to Just Say No Sports. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I uh, appreciate it. So, um, uh, John, like most of the people I talk to on my podcast, is a, a comedy uh, person. Um, I am, and the y- y- you know I I, I drift towards uh, that the co- comedy friends because they're better at talking, they're better at telling stories, better on the mic. Um, so I- I'm excited to have another friend as such here to do that with me today. Um, and you are from New Orleans. I originally. am definitely from New Orleans. Perfect. Yes. Perfect, because this is a very New Orleans-focused podcast. It's very focused on sports. Do you like sports? Uh, I love sports. A few a few sports more than others, but yeah. used to be addicted to sports when I was younger. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I look forward to talking to you a little bit more about that. But yeah, so Jonathan and I uh, know each other from comedy, um, and uh, our, our, our conversations outside of comedy are usually sports, but oh, yeah. it's more like the X's and O's, like, did you hear what happened to mm-hmm. so-and-so today, you know? What's going on with the teams, right? They're, they're, we don't really... What else is there to talk about with sports? Well, I'm looking forward to doing that. So this, this is where this kind of podcast takes uh, its, its theme, is I'm going to ask you straight up, what is sports? Was that the question? Yeah, what is sports? Oh man! To you, answer answer. Uh, to me, uh, <laughs> I guess I got to preface it with like my favorite sports are. Uh, is basketball is my favorite sport, but you know a lot of a lot of a big aspect of sports is competition. Mm-hmm. But to me, I guess I'm getting a little bit ethereal, sort of like in the Kyrie Irving vein. Another aspect of it is self-expression and uh, art. Okay. So like uh, my favorite basketball players are people like Kyrie Irving, Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony's not like the best basketball player, but he makes it look like art. Like you can tell yeah. that he has like a like he's playing. He's like it's like very complicated game that's going on in his head where every centimeter matters. Every centimeter counts. And I think it comes up in a lot of things. I just like to see people who obsess over something and get really good at it and worry about the minutia of it. So it, to me, it could be like even like I like to watch competitive video game players. Sometimes to me, like this, this is like it's at sport level <laughs> where yeah. people are just competing so hard and they've learned all the minutia, all the little tweaks of it. I love that. So like to the physical beauty of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also like in part of being able to execute the physical beauty of it is understanding the mental aspects of it. Whereas like you take like somebody like a Larry Bird or who's the new guy who plays for uh, Denver, the center for Denver, Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. Who's He's bigger than everybody yeah. else, but he's not faster than anybody, well, but he understands the angle so well. Well, that's when you were talking about like the kind of the, the physical nature of yeah. it and like how, you know, the physicality of it matters. I, I was looking forward to getting to that. And I'll just go ahead and do it now. The conversation of like, what is a pretty player? Like, <laughs> obviously, Michael Jordan looked just smooth as hell out there doing what he did. But then you have this new generation like Joker and yeah. uh, Luca who are just these lumbering beasts <laughs> and they don't make it look beautiful at all. It's in fact, it's quite ugly and brutish in my opinion. I like, so how do you, are you attracted to those players? It's, uh, I, I've, I don't, I don't really watch Luca that much, but, uh, I got to see a lot of Joker during mm. the, the playoff yeah, run the this year. 
And I remember maybe it was like the first quarter of that series versus Los Angeles. I consider Anthony Davis the best defensive player in the league. And I was like, oh, he's a terrible matchup for Joker. He's going to play him even. And Joker catches the ball in the mid post and hits him with a spin move and then dunks on him. And I was like, oh, this series is over. It's over. Yeah. And it wasn't that it wasn't the fastest spin move. It wasn't the prettiest spin move, but it was technically perfect. The footwork, yeah, okay. the body positioning. And I used to coach high school basketball. I was like, that's is, that's what they teach you right there. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do in that situation. Well, so I, I listen to, obviously, a lot of other sports podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of sports, yeah. as you can see. Um, and someone pointed out that or made the observation that uh, Luca plays a very YMCA ball. <laughs> like, it's a very, like, an old man who's, like, way better than you but because he gets it. Yeah. But it's, like, just frustrating how, like, cumbersome he plays. And it's just, it's frustrating. Uh, uh, I, I I definitely see it with Joker. Luca, I think one of the things that he does is you know basketball is very rhythm based mm. and it's sort of like a dance and he's dancing to a different rhythm. So it's like where people <laughs> want to reach for the ball. It's like this is not the time to reach with this guy. Like you're he's he's got no, you. No. He's playing on a different rhythm than the rest of the yeah. players in the U.S. It's 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 almost like let him play and just kind of hope he'll mess up right yeah well yeah i hope he never gets good teammates that's really the thing well, that's I happening to him now <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know even still he's kind of it he he's the only all-star on that team but anyway so growing up um did you uh, uh, can i'm sorry let me get my brain straight did you apply to that mentality when you were younger were you attracted to like the beauty uh the the minutia of it or was was that developed later oh no 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 even as a kid uh i guess uh the way that it started is like i grew up in like a pretty rough neighborhood like my mom didn't let me play i grew up in like the projects in new orleans desire projects my mom was like very hesitant to let me play outside and just be like a free roam kid yeah and so by the time like i got to like middle school and stuff like that uh, the kids they they used to make fun of me. They're like, "It looks like you learned how to play basketball from a from a book." And it's like, "Cause I did." So, you learned from books. Yeah, like I would go to my grandmother's house and just practice moves in the backyard by myself. So, and then when I finally got to play with other kids, they're like, "You look like you played from out of a book." And it's like I did. So when you started playing, yeah, was that in school? I'm assuming school, like what year in school? I started playing seriously when I was 11. Okay. Yeah, so I played by myself a lot, and I used to go to, when we finally moved to the Bunny Friend neighborhood, I'd go to the park at like 6 a.m., and I'd just shoot around by myself, and then when the other kids would show up, my mom was like, you gotta come home. Okay. And so when the other kids would show up, I'd go home, and one day, the guy who coached the 14-year-old team, he saw me out there shooting, and he was like, do you ever miss? And I was like, not really. And he put me on the 14-year-old team. Hell yeah. And like he like came, like it's like, you know, like That's in a movie, dope. he like came to the house and like knocked on the door. You were straight up recruited. <laughs> For a park team. How great is that? I mean, that's pretty dope. Um, So they, you were discovered as a kid. So you, you I scored learned. zero points that year, though. No, I scored two points. In 18, no, in 10 and 12 games, I scored two points. So wait, was this coach just like, full of it and no he wasn't full of it at all did you like sell him he wasn't full of it at all it was just scored two points these other i was these other kids were three years older yeah no okay yeah no i completely forgot like that time frame that you're talking about that 11 to like 
14 like everyone's just so different physically mm-hmm. um so yeah i couldn't see that that's i'm, I'm sorry no it's cool <laughs> that that i didn't happened. have a problem with i scored two points that's awesome <laughs> well so i i played a little bit in uh high school or yeah a little a couple years in like junior high high school and like i made like two three point shots uh-huh. in like one season and i was like yeah that's it i'm i'm the i'm the sharpshooter this team yeah. i'm jj reddick of this fucking <laughs> baton rouge high school team um all right, so you you, you kind of learned from, but but again, what attracted you to bat? Was it like Michael Jordan back then, or no, who, uh, who, who, the, who made you want to play? The basketball? players I liked as a kid, I liked uh, Isaiah Thomas. Okay, I liked uh, Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway. Really, I was a I was a Golden State Warriors fan as a kid because we didn't have a team here in New Orleans when I was a kid. Yeah, so yeah, I was originally yeah. a Golden State Warriors fan. They had the best team on NBA Jams. <laughs> I was like, obviously, this is the greatest team ever because they're so good on NBA jams. Yeah. And it was with it run TMC. They were, it was just fun and just they were just out there having fun. It was great. It's like I wish I had two buddies like that that I could throw alley oops to and catch lay up. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. So I guess more as a kid, you were attracted to just the fun of it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was gonna say like, who is this? Who is this child like analyzing the sport, being like, <laughs> oh, did you see? Like he saved a few inches there on the on the back line there. Well, but yeah, I, it wasn't. Yeah, obviously, I didn't know enough to be that technical back well, then. Well, you were you were but a prodigy. I was, I but I was know. still more technical than the other kids. <laughs> okay. So you so you understood the sport a little better, but yeah. at the at that time, you were also like not physically like in the class that you were put in mentally, right? <laughs> Uh, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was a very mature basketball player. That's why I was cool with scoring two points. Two points. Hey, that's you were a team player. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Your your role play was two two points. So the last, my two points were the last game of the season, and everybody was like, "Oh, John has not yeah. scored all season." I was like, "That's not true." And yeah. we thought about it. I was like, mm, "You haven't scored all season." And the coach was like, "Go out there and shoot." And I went out there, and somebody was open. I passed him the ball, and they got a layup. And I was like, oh, that's John. That's John. <laughs> did the crowd go wild at least? Did Not at least, all. They did didn't go wild at least? Did anyone well, They go wild? went wild, but it was very sarcastic. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> they went wild, but it was very sarcastic. So how did that um, impact you like moving forward? Did you like continue to play, or, or did you kind of get adjusted? I played. Did you I catch played. up? Well, yeah, eventually I got to high school and it was like pretty cool. I played for my high school team and we played against most of the kids in my neighborhood. So like my neighborhood school was in our district. Oh, shit. And so it'd be pretty fun. Like I'd play against these guys I played against all week and they would beat my high school team by like 30 points. <laughs> and then I'd like go back to the park. And it's like, I'm still going to beat you this Saturday. Fucking it's like a. you beat us tonight, but I'm going to beat you Saturday. <laughs> school ball is one thing. Street ball is a different yeah. thing. Yeah. And so you, you were you were doing like the school and like playing uh, recreationally, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I okay. was addicted. I didn't have anything better to do. And that carried like all throughout high school? Yeah, man. I, was, I probably played basketball every day from the ages Holy of shit. 13 through 27. Jesus I probably played every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, we'll get to the 27 part in a minute, but like, so at 13 you're addicted and that's like, right. Yeah. When high school starts is yeah. about that time and you're playing high school. What was, was your, was your, uh, you said your school team was meddling against your neighborhood team. Were they good against like the, the other schools? No, no, no. We were pretty, it was a nerd school. It was okay. like, you know, New Orleans. It's like our, oh, it's a, so many listeners might know Ben Franklin. Yeah, well, so that, was, that matters to some of these New Orleans listeners. That is just yeah, it's Ben Franklin, Ben, you know, <laughs> Falcons, and so we were not very good. Okay. I think my freshman year we won one game. Jesus. We won one game. 
Were you at least like the guy on your team? Were you a captain? I was you, not were the you guy. Make it to captain I was level? I was captain by my senior year yeah, and okay. I was varsity my freshman year, but I wasn't the guy. I was okay. never the best player on the team. We always had like, you know, one or two guys who ended up playing for the Ivy League or yeah. something like that. And so we'd always have at least two good players. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I can I can somewhat relate to this because I went to U High in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And one of my not fondest memories, just just but just a, a strong memory. Um Big Baby went to my school. <laughs> Glenn Davis? <laughs> Glenn Davis, Big Baby, went to my school. That dude's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was he was hilarious in high school. Everyone, he was just uh, hilarious in high school. Everyone loved him. And I have a couple fun memories of him. One was like meeting him in the nurse's office and the nurse like shouting him down. Like, <laughs> you just sit there and you drink your smoothie, Glenn. <laughs> and, like, yes, ma'am. and then the other one was um, I went to the bathroom and he pulled up next to us in the like boys locker room bathroom. Yeah, and like that was the most intimidated I think I've ever been. <laughs> I, no, there's no other story to it other than just like this huge man posted up next to me, and I'm a freshman, and like I'm on the yeah. like JV team, <laughs> and he like posted up next, and I'm just like, oh my god. But yeah, that was um, that was cool. I got to see like really good basketball um, compared to my um, not great basketball, but you were at least a little more, I, I played, I didn't love basketball. I played just kind of the socially. Um, but it sounds like you fucking love well, well, back then I really loved it. And you know, just put it in perspective. If we'd have played against Glenn Davis, he would have scored probably 90 points against oh, us. Th- that's what they did. He would have easily scored 90 points against us. Our high school, uh, has, I, they may, I haven't kept up, but like when I went there, there was only like two banners and it was like the year <laughs> Glenn Davis and, uh, Temple were there. Tyrus, uh, uh, Tyrus Temple. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tyrus Thompson, Tyrus Thomas. I know you're talking yeah, Tyrus about Tyrus Thomas. That yeah, was it. yeah, uh, yeah, the dunker. It'll really get yeah, dunker. Tyrus the virus. Yeah. Is... <laughs> anyway, the best players that we played against. Uh, the best player that we played against who actually made it to the NBA was uh, Danny Granger. I played against Danny Granger in high school. What I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm, who, who did he? He was. Uh, he made the All Star team for the Pacers a few times. Okay, so, so he was. He was their star player before uh, George, before Paul George got there. Okay, and then he made the All Star team. I think one year when Paul George was there, and then Paul George had that eruption in the playoffs mm. and then took over the team. Kind of shadowed him. But uh, to put it in perspective, Danny Granger, I'd say he was slightly better than Big Baby, but not much better than Big Baby. <laughs> well, he, Big Baby was a size freak. Like, I mean, he yeah. just had that physical gift. So I don't know your guy. Was well, he Danny Granger guy was 6'8", like, and he played shooting guard. So okay, he was pretty shit, big. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, he's a big guy. Well, I remember before the game, I would guard the other team's best uh, perimeter player, and I just, like, I didn't really warm up. I just watched, and mm-hmm. i get in the zones. Like, I'm a defensive player. Yeah. I'm 5'10". I'm a defensive player. <laughs> and I remember the coach comes over. And he's like, oh, okay, so I forget his number. He's like, oh, so that's Danny Granger. That's their best perimeter player. And I was like, coach, that's got to be their center. That dude's like 6'8". He's like, yeah, I thought the guy. same thing. But I asked. He's definitely the shooting guard. So you had to guard this mother. How, do you, all right. So do you have any other memories of him other than playing against him? And what were the memories of playing against him like? <laughs> uh, the memories of playing against him were he was a very nice guy. Uh, one time, okay. one time he dunked on me and I went to follow him and he like lifted me up in the air with him. Oh. And so like, I didn't jump, God. but I was in the air and I was like, okay, I guess I'm going for a ride. And he dunked on me and he's like, that took a lot of heart, man. So he's a really nice hmm. guy. I hate him. <laughs> I really, 
That was really embarrassing. <laughs> the fact, if you'd have been like, in your face, dude, he you can't you guard me. I was like, good work, kid. He was like, man, if you stick at it, you'll be able to sit on the bench for some D3 school if you stick with it. You'll be Ouch. able to do this. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, so you, you, so high school wasn't like spectacular, like sports accolade wise for you, but you, you kept your passion for it. Well, I, yeah. Uh, I ended up, I played, what is it? I played basketball and I played football. Oh, okay. uh, football was great. I got to play against Eli Manning. Uh, didn't work out for mm-hmm. me either. That didn't, none of this stuff worked out for me. At a certain That's point, okay. you got to realize, so like you, you, you look at like a Danny Granger, this dude's like six, eight mm-hmm. and he's probably three steps faster than me. Eli wasn't faster than me at all, but he's also like people don't realize that he's a giant. He's like legit. Six, yeah, no, five, the, six, the Mannings six. Are, are big fellas. Yeah, and like yeah. his shoulders are you know like twice my size. Yeah. I tried to get a QB uh, a sack on him, whatever, and he like drags me ten yards. <laughs> like we call it. What do you call it? The cornerback. The uh, the cornerback sneak. Whatever you call it. Sure. And this guy drags me for ten yards for a first down, and oh he's not fast. God. It's the slowest ten yards ever, and I'm just dangling from his belt like I'm his one of his flags. What is this? Holy <laughs> shit. This ferret's getting the best of me. <laughs> um, for the the people who aren't in the room recording with us, uh, I have a ferret, and uh, he is currently. He likes my right sock yeah, very he, much, he, so he's, he's one of my leg. All right, Pepsi, come here. So, come here. He tried to go up my pants leg. Yeah, they love tunnels. They love tunnels. That's his sport. That's his I'm so glad that I'm wearing like the skinny jeans. If I were wearing like some old school stovepipes, he'd be in my knees right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. He loves shoes, socks. Uh, anything that just like even slightly it's coming back. I'm sorry well hopefully he'll go over in his little yeah okay right. I think I'm I in think his way no if you just stay still he'll, he'll leave you alone alright anyway yeah, all right, yeah. He's, he's going away sorry about that no no worries it's it's my fault I, but I, I did warn you the ferret may make an issue well, like I, I was trying to maintain professionalism no, and I then saw he you tries to, to go up my leg yeah yeah I appreciate it I think I, I appreciate it <laughs> alright so uh, where were we back to the sports alright so you were playing football on top of that so you were basketball football in high school right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna assume you didn't play football in college no not okay. at all. I didn't play any college sports um, how did your parents feel about like sports and i not to revert the conversation back too much but like how did your parents see sports did they impress upon you that like hey sports are fucking awesome and you need to be a saints and pelicans fan or basketball fan i I mostly i was mostly only around my mom she was a huge saints fan uh she she didn't like basketball at all like Mm. she never went to any of my basketball games She's so like, you oh. found basketball organically. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. My mom thought that basketball was soft, and I'm, you know, I'm not using the exact language <laughs> that she used. And then she's telling you to come home and not play basketball with the yeah. neighborhood rowdies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, this is this is not a sport for boys. What oh. are you doing? And then eventually, when I started playing football in high school, uh, she started going to all the games, and okay. she'd be in the stands going crazy. Football hurts a lot. Yeah, it's oh, very yeah. painful. I didn't like it. No, um, I played. Uh, football for approximately a practice and a half i want to say <laughs> um i signed up for flag because you know that's what you do as a, a young boy in all the, the southern states and yeah you, you, you gotta sign up for flag football yeah um and so i did and they were like yeah it's flag you won't get tackled <laughs> well i got tackled and i was like well I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go play tennis i think that's i think baseball and tennis and i'll do soccer a few more years uh until like i dislocate a finger and won't wait, play wait, that you anymore. played baseball yeah, I, I did the entire smattering. I did baseball, t-ball, tennis. Uh, I played a little basketball for a couple years in, in high school. Um, I did the f- football for practice and a half. Uh, soccer, peewee, pretty much up until high school. Um, so, yeah, I, I did all the sports, and my parents were big uh, LSU college fans, so, like, it oh, was yeah. always a weekend. Like, 
I'd practice sports, you know, almost every other day of the week. And then on the weekends I would celebrate college or nice. something with my family. So that was kind of my growing up. Man, what was your favorite sport? Um, so I, I think as a kid, my favorite sport probably would have been baseball. Nice. Just because that was the most like, <laughs> if I wasn't going to play football in my family's eyes, baseball was like the next best thing. So that I think made my family the happiest. And I could also play that with the most amount of my friends. So that was also a, a like I, that was probably my favorite sport to play, but I was best at tennis and I enjoyed playing tennis probably nice. the most. Like, I hate to give you a kind of a two parter there, but like, let's hear it. Well, that's what it, I was better at tennis and I, I, I excel. I enjoyed the few people I played tennis with a lot more than the school and like city team people that I played with okay. in baseball. I'm terrible at both of those sports. I can't hit a baseball to save my life. Oh, yeah. And whenever I hit a tennis ball with a tennis racket, it just goes straight in air. Mm-hmm. Every time, just straight in air. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very difficult for me to do that. It's a very hand-eye coordination sport. Um, I I started playing tennis like super young. I want to say like five or six. Right. And so like I just I grew up, you know, those I, I, I feel technique. bad. Well, I feel bad for the peewee tennis coaches who are like having to deal with these like children who are just like, oh, how do I hold it? And like, thank I, I thank thankful for my coach for like, you know, teaching me early, like hand eye coordination, how to hit a thing and where to aim and like what to look for and like how to hold it. But on the backside of that, he gave me like the wrong grip. So I ended up getting like <laughs> tennis elbow later in life and like. Well, I, that was one of the reasons I quit. So, well, so the thing is, like, once I got into like adult years, where mm-hmm. obviously like it wasn't a thing for me to like seriously play anymore. It was always recreational. Well, in college, did you do recreational? Uh, yeah, I did a little bit, but at that point, it started to morph into just like a general obsession with sports, and mm-hmm. tennis was one of them because I. I used to call myself a blogger back in the day, but it was like sports <laughs> technology blog. And tennis was one of those sports that was so interesting because they had to like, you had to limit how much technology was in it. It's like mm-hmm. the technology could actually affect the game. Yeah. It's like golf Yeah, in yeah. that way. Like, um, I, I, yeah, I definitely remember like having long depth conversations about strings and mm-hmm. string tension and like the composition of the material of the racket itself, like carbon fiber with like titanium lining, like the fucking Titan sub. Well, you think about it, like you take like a tennis star from the Mm fifties and you give him one of the rackets now. And it's like, obviously he's still not going to be as good as one of the modern players, but it's going to actually do something for the speed of his serve. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you look at the old rackets, they're like long necks with like this, it's like, they almost look like wooden badminton paddles. They're absurd. Yeah. It's, it's hilariously absurd. So yeah, the, the technology comes a long way. And I think we see that in across the board with most sports, maybe like less so with basketball because there's only so much you could like shoes well the shoes like somebody i heard somebody joke they said that if uh bill russell had modern sneakers he would have averaged 50 (laughs) rebounds a game (laughs) so Uh, it it plays something it has something to do with it that's a hot fucking take that i can get behind well (laughs) have you ever seen the video of bill russell grabbing the rebound off the rim going coast to coast in three dribbles and then dunking the ball And all yeah. stars, yeah. It's he like, did bro. that in like sandals, like wrapping duct tape, didn't he? <laughs> like, but like, I feel that one day we're gonna be like, man, if if Michael Jordan would have had them hover shoes, <laughs> he, he would have he would have literally been God. We would have just dropped every <laughs> religious text and worshipped him. Like, 
Yeah, so like I, I'm good to see technology change and like the the sport change. Hopefully, it never gets to the point where it's like fucking just robots battling it out out there. And like it takes because I like the humanity of it. I like that. There's something grotesque about making robots battle each other that I like find more morbid than watching Dude. men like slam their heads against Dude. each other. I, okay, okay. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But controversial take. I went to like this high school uh, robotics competition. Yeah. Oh. And. I'm not going to say I snuck vodka into this thing in a flask, but I, I'm not going to say I didn't do that, and it was incredible. I had so much fun at this little robotics competition. It um, was great. Completely different. I did a few of those. I did those robotic competitions in high school. Yeah, they're, they're really fun, and I had a lot of blood. But anyway, that's that's, that's a mental sport. Um, so back back to the, the sport. So in college, you're, you're coming to terms with like – the physical nature of it and yeah. I, a lot of my guests we we all kind of hit this point uh, i haven't talked to any actual professional athletes yet so all of them are like yeah it was it was around high school when i realized my body sucks and mine was when my arm failed uh in tennis and like i couldn't hit a tennis ball without it just causing immense pain and that was like well, junior high school for me but, i gotta so say what this. was that for you my wall was maybe my sophomore year in college like i tried out for Howard's team and I was invited to try out for Southern's team. Oh, my shit. wall was not actually the my body's not good enough. I was like I I can't work as hard as these people. Mm. Like the thing is, cause I yeah. I know some high level people. Like I know people who've like yeah. been on ten day contracts with the NBA and stuff like that. So like I went to I, when I was at Franklin, one of my neighborhood guys was Quantus White, and he started in the NCAA championship yeah. game. So like I knew people like that who were on a higher level who were and, in there every day. And like this guy's body was actually better than mine. He's maybe three inches taller than me, but in reality. He would be like, when I'd show up to the park at 6 a.m., he'd be the only other person there. Shit. And he didn't leave when everybody came. He kept going. So so it's a work ethic thing also. And, you know, I, not to – because there I, I hit that kind of point, too. It was like I have to make that decision. Yeah. I'm, I need surgery to fix my oh. arm if I want to even, like, consider playing tennis yeah. every day on a competitive level. And even then, there's no fucking guarantee that I'll make it or that my body will last beyond that. Um so would you your body didn't give out so you just kind of acknowledged that you weren't as obsessed as you thought you were because that's that's the kind of well, thing it is, takes you got to be I, a freak obsessed with I it I kept playing but it became it became less uh let's go out here and drill uh-huh. and let's just go out here and have fun okay. and so at a certain level I guess it wasn't fun for the other people I was playing against it was a lot of fun for me cuz I knew what I could do and then you know I'd just go to like when I was living in DC Baltimore I just roll up to a park and maybe somebody had seen me play before and maybe maybe nobody had seen me play before <laughs> and it was just like you know just talking trash to people and stuff it's it, it so, was kind of lame. It was kind of lame, but I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, so I guess it sounds like you appreciated the social part of it yeah. more so that you would prefer to keep it a social thing than make it a, a work thing, which well, is what it, it would be. Yeah, I just didn't I didn't have it in me like some people have it in them to like just get up and actually practice on the minutiae practice on like you know eating right like i smoke cigarettes yeah it's like i gotta i gotta wait wait yeah. i gotta stop drinking beer and smoking cigarettes to get to this next yeah, level like I, I i drink way too much to be i'm like maybe i could be like a professional baseball player in the 30s or 20s <laughs> and like get away with my my lifestyle but like 
those dudes were plumbers on, on their, in their day job. So like <laughs> and, in the twenties, uh, cigarettes was probably performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, man. No, it woke you up. It, it made you want to get up and not die. <laughs> this was the industrial revolution. Yeah. It was like everybody's got bad lungs these days. Yeah. Okay, so I mean that's that's cool that like because um, I've talked to some people that had like traumatic injuries and that were like that's when I'm out and like again like mine was a physical thing but like I it, you know I was willing to deal with the surgery but like I, I it was I, a calling time to be like hey you're gonna have to do that intense commitment and it was just like man I, that sounds was did you weigh the odds of maybe going pro and just like well, no, the thing is it was or taking it more seriously like you know? even you know just you know statistically with my my body type it was out of a statistical abnormality at, at basketball even at a, in a minor league and Muggsy Bogues Muggsy Bogues but, but there are people shorter than me man. yeah who've done it <laughs> and they're all amazing yeah uh, football didn't have the heart to play football yeah, even though I might yeah. have had some talent at it uh, basketball is is like, but I didn't have the even if I were five inches taller, I wouldn't have made the NBA because mm. I know people who are five inches taller than me who did not make the NBA, sure. and they were better than me. <laughs> I would have not made the NBA if I were. I, well, how tall would I have to be with my work ethic and skill? I'd have to be six eleven. If I were six eleven, I could. If I were twelve, oh, I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I was going to be like, oh, you could probably do it at six three with what you're doing. No, like you're no. Okay, I know people who are six three <laughs> no, who I did won't. not make the yeah. NBA. Okay, and like I told, like I know a guy, I know two guys who had like ten day contracts. And if these guys like rolled up to any gym, any park in America, they'd be the best player on the court numerically nine times out of ten. And these guys barely sniffed the NBA. <laughs> so I know for a fact that I wouldn't make the NBA I, at six three. I don't know what, <laughs> what I would have done if my body type would have been different. I'm about the same as you. I'm five ten. You yeah. know, like no, if I'm right around two hundred, no, you know, not calling you out yeah. or anything. Or I'm about the same. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, but I feel like if I was like six three, I would have had the motivation to be like, oh no, I could. That's really, a good point. I could be. Something. That's a good point. And with tennis, uh, it's it's sort of even though it's not quite as height dependent as basketball, it is a big part of tennis. The it angle helps. of it the helps, angle yeah. of your serve. Well, it's a my big part of it. my favorite player that you know as a kid who got me like most excited was Patrick Rafter, and it was because at the time he was like the tallest fucking player. <laughs> he was like, I can't remember, but he was like six seven. I want to say. Wait, so was Rafter like his real name, or was it just no? Like, it was just Patrick Rafter. What, what are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that 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 guy, I bought his tennis rackets and everything. Like that was that was my dude. Um, because you know, I was you know fan of the big guy in wrestling too. Growing up, you know the big guy it was fucking great. Andre the Giant, love that shit. Um, all right, so uh, middle of college, later college, you're kind of coming. You're making it more of a, a passion thing more than yeah. like a um, a physical commitment, a job. A, y y it's a social thing now. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, and so uh, you finish out college, uh, kind of just laid back and like at peace with your relationship with sports. Uh, well, you know, uh, I'd say. Not quite because, you know, something changed where I stopped playing every day between the ages of 13 and 27. Mm -hmm. I ruptured my Achilles tendon. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so did you do that at playing basketball? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I've done both of them now. Oh, shit. <laughs> I got a match and set now. Um, I, I And I'll get to this. Um, what, what? How old were you when you? Uh, 27 and 31. Okay. Yeah. And do you think it was because, well, that's a pretty big gap. Do you think it was because you were compensating more on one ankle than the other? I think what it was is I took a break to study for law school, to study for the LSATs. Uh -huh. I went to law school yeah, later yeah. in life. And I took like a prolonged break. And I was like, oh, let me get back in the gym and get this weight off and mm -hmm. get back in shape. 
and I just overworked myself the first time. And the second one, normally when you do the first one, the second one's not far behind it. Yeah, shit. And just, it, it, it was like, it, it took a few, it took a while, but then it happened. Damn. And what was that recovery process? Like? Uh, I didn't do the surgery. They do one where you like, they, they put your leg in a cast for six months. I did that. And both that works. Times. Well, they, they do some <laughs> other stuff. It depends on how severe it is. Okay. Like if it's complete or even if it's complete, they can still do it like this where you immobilize your leg for six mm. months. Uh, so you I'm, went with the non-invasive. I yeah, I'm, I'm definitely afraid of surgery. I, I've I never had that. a surgery. Oh, I've had an oral surgery, but that was the only yeah, option Wisdom teeth one. removed don't count. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so you, you had a six-month recovery. Yeah. I was just uh, my first year in law school. That I don't know if I just, everybody just thought I was disabled. I was just on crutches for the first semester. Holy shit. That sucks, <laughs> man. That sucks. And so obviously you weren't playing basketball or any sport for nah, that matter. Just um, working out. So I would imagine around this time, New Orleans does have a basketball team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. When did? How old were you when we got the the uh, Hornets the first time? Uh, or I the, think jazz, I the Jazz. No, 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 no. The Jazz. It wasn't the Jazz. So, no, yeah. You were, between, you were between the Jazz and I, How old do you think I am? I wasn't... <laughs> You know, I might have been alive for the jazz. Well, the, you didn't no, the grow jazz up left with the jazz. In, the jazz left in the seventies, I believe. Yeah, but or the early eighties. I didn't grow up with the jazz at all. Yeah, no, 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 no. I grew up with us not having a team. Then eventually, we got the the Hornets uh-huh. from Charlotte. We got the Hornets from Charlotte in two thousand and two, so it was maybe twenty twenty one. Okay, when they got here. So co- you're in college, like first year yeah. of college. I want to say at that time I was a Denver Nuggets fan, and I did not switch over. That's fair. So That's I was fair. like, a, at that point, I'd been a Denver Nuggets fan, and I became a Denver Nuggets fan because of an LSU guy, uh, formerly known Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He was the point guard for the Nuggets, okay. and I like watching him at LSU, and I became a Nuggets fan. Okay, fuck. They yeah. also had Robert Pack, who's from my neighborhood, and it's like a New Orleans guy <laughs> and an LSU guy on the well, same that's team. My team. That's my team. Fuck yeah. Well, I can't blame you. I mean, uh, the Hornets, I, and you could probably reflect upon it a, a little better than I, I could, obviously, because you were there. Did New Orleans like latch on to the Hornets, or was it not immediately? I did. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna have all these stories that people are gonna be like, "There's yeah. no way to fact check these stories." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I was the first person to bring a sign to a Hornets game because oh, the first Hornets game here, I was sitting courtside because my boss was a lawyer. She <gasps> gave me her courtside tickets for uh, Adams and Reese. I had the courtside tickets and I made a sign, and it was like the Hornets symbol. And it said, who that said they're going to beat those Hornets, question mark, but the whole sign was black and gold. Nice. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that- TV time? If I, yeah. yeah. And if that. I wasn't the first, I was tied with other people because I did it at the first game. You know what? That's sports history. That's New Orleans sports history. I need to find that somewhere. I need to find like in the paper or some old WWL Dude, clip the archives that are available now, you, you might be able to find it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to look for it. Um tight that's fucking really cool so you you jumped on board for the hornets earlier i was still not a hornets fan well, i just you, i just thought were it was excited cool. to have an nba team in yeah town. like when i was picking colleges and things like that it was like it's, I, I, it's like any school any city that had an, an NBA, nba team got bonus points fuck yeah because i got to like, when i was in dc it was like this is awesome we have the terrible what did the bullets do well, we had the Wizards. I think they were the Wizards by the time. No, they were the Bullets at first, then they were the Wizards while I was there. So this is just awesome having an NBA team being okay. able to go to NBA games. Yeah. So you like the uh, the NBA experience? Oh yeah, I love that. Um, that's actually one of the big things that got me to be a, an NBA fan. Period. Um, I kind of became an NBA fan as I became a Pelican fan because I really enjoyed the experience of those games. Yeah. Um, so th- were, would you say the Hornets' early days were 
comparable to what the Pelicans were? Like, no, it was it was sort of it was like that initial bump of excitement. Yeah, just to get a team. Yeah, yeah, and then it was like you'd go and like tickets were so easy to get. Like I said, like the first game, like I'm in like corporate seats. Yeah, nobody wants like my, my boss just gave me these corporate <laughs> seats. That's cool. And I went to so many games just because nobody wanted the tickets. Okay. So worked out for me. Okay, so it was just it was more accessible in the Hornets days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's you say that, and I I latched on the Pelicans because that was highly accessible. The tickets were super cheap. Oh, um, oh yeah, back then or back when I first got on. Um, so when we lost the team, so when did we lose the team? The Hornets. We never lost them. They changed the Pelicans. I guess they left after Katrina for uh-huh. OKC for a year or two. So it was after Katrina. So right after Katrina, but they were the plan was always for them to come back. Uh, they went to they moved to OKC for a season or season and a half, two thousand five, two thousand six, I believe it was. Okay, yeah, that's and familiar. but the the plan was for them to always come back. But the owner at the time was like, no, 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 I don't want to bring them back. Yeah, and he wanted to sell them to Benson, and Benson at that time was he used the 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 hornets in conjunction with the saints to get a better deal from the city from the state because he's like (laughs) he's like i'm gonna move both of your pro teams yeah and then he got this amazing deal from the city and the state that's pretty fucking smart of a business owner but also like smart but you have to have a billion piece of shit move i think it's a piece (laughs) of shit move too hold the city hostage well that's what he did he's like i'm gonna take both because before it was like oh the the hornets want to leave we don't care we got the saints the saints want to leave okay we care but at least we got the Hornets. And he's like, no, no, no. I got both teams and I'm moving both of them. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you mentioned when you kind of grew up with the Saints. So were you, were you always consistently going to Saints fan games and like being I a Saints fan? Or- I was a diehard Saints fan for a long time. Like I was, uh, I think my senior year, my, my buddies my buddy's uncle had season tickets and I went to every Saints game for like two seasons. I didn't nice. pay for any of them. I was in high school. I didn't okay. have money for that. Uh, and then even like... Uh, the years that I didn't, I didn't have somebody to give me tickets. I'd work in the booth for my high school, working like in the kitchen, and we would like yeah, sneak out and the, watch like plays and stuff like that. And I was like a diehard Saints fan for a long time. Okay, I, I again, not to compare, but L, I went to LSU and I went to U uh, High, which is an LSU lab school. So yeah, yeah um, during high school, I was always around the LSU fanfare, and like several of my friends would like work catering at the LSU games, and like so we, yeah, like it was, it was a good time. Wait, it was a good time to be a fan. I'm gonna tell you how old I am. So we had the booth in the Superdome where we could like work there as high school kids. They didn't really pay us much, Mm -hmm. but we had kids who used that booth to sneak into the Super Bowl. Holy! This is obviously pre nine eleven. You could not. No, yeah, yeah. Things changed after uh, two thousand one. But but I think it was uh, one of the Patriots Super Bowls, and they stole jerseys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. That would be such a big deal now. Well, I wonder. I need. To, I need to call one of these kids. Like, do you, you still have that? that? <laughs> do you still have that? That might be like worth something to someone, and it might be worth enough to like call in like an arrest. I don't know what the statute <laughs> of limitation. Like Tom Brady would definitely come after you if you stole his jersey like twenty years ago. Um, Tom Brady never forgets. That's fucking cool. That that's cool. Uh, did you 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 weren't a part of that though? You just no. Like, okay. I I didn't I didn't start breaking any rules of any sort that's until funny. I was well into my thirties. <laughs> All right. And so uh, that, that kind it's of around the time you met where, me. It's around yeah. the time you met okay, me. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So um, you're 27. You've had you've gone to law school. You've ruptured your Achilles. You've uh, come to peace with your sports fandom not being like a professional option. It's just going to be a passive social thing that you enjoy. Wait, wait, I have to stop you. 
I knew I was going to be a pro athlete well before 27. <laughs> okay, Don't say enough. that. Like, somebody's going to take that clip uh, out of context. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I would hate for this podcast to be the wake up call for someone to be like, you know what? You're right, man. I'm done. But I, honestly, though, you making it to like 27, like still yeah. playing it as act, doing it every day is like super fucking cool and impressive. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I played tennis. And I assure you, it was not even close to every day from like <laughs> 20 to 27. It was like maybe once or twice a year. Um, so that's fucking dope that you like got to keep with the sport that you cared about. Um, so you're around 30 now in like the chronological story here. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, the Pelicans. Are, are now back. Yeah. Charlotte has left us and come back. Um, and did you treat the Pelicans the same way that you kind of like treated Charlotte? Like, I'm just going to be an active fan or were you more all in on the Pelicans this time? No, 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 no. At this point, so I remember I told you at one point I was a Denver fan. Yeah, that's what, yeah. When we first got him. I stayed a Denver fan. Mm-hmm. Then eventually Denver got Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony forces a trade to New York and then I, I, I switched teams with him. And okay. I made one of the worst decisions I've yeah. ever made in life. Sorry. I was a Knicks fan for years. That's rough. And I, I, I'll tell people, it's like, it's the uh, the abusive relationship that I stayed in the longest. It was, because, you know, like, Saints fans, like, we, like, fake no, like was, we're, we fake like we're miserable. 90s, yeah. But it's like, our team never, like, uh, uh, Mr. Benson never just actively had disdain for the fans. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, uh, with Dolan and the Knicks, it's like, this guy just had active disdain for us. <laughs> and it's like, why am I paying for these jerseys? Why am I watching this team? This guy doesn't even want me to watch this team. Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Like, he had us in a chokehold. Yeah. Being a Knicks but fan the Madison, is the worst. Man, you know, Madison Square Garden. I didn't even live in New York, though. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I, like, so if I, one, like, like I didn't even, thing. the one good thing about it, I didn't, I'd never been to Madison Square Garden. It's the epicenter of basketball, man. But eventually, uh, they got rid of Carmelo, mm-hmm. and then they gave away Porzingis. And literally, the day that they gave away Porzingis for like a bag of chips, I was like, "I'm, I'm a, I'm a free agent now." I was like, "I'm going to be a Pelicans fan." Okay. And then maybe a week after that, the draft, the the lottery happens, and we get and that ping pong ball AD. comes out. No, no, this is after AD. Oh, the Zion ping pong oh. ball comes out. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, all right. So, I so was I, in I, on the Pelicans a little before you then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you got the the Zion. Okay. So, I 100% am on with you there. I was all hype. I was at the draft party when we got, when we announced I just want to point out, I was not there. I was, I did not come on board because of Zion. I came on before the ping pong ball. Before that, before that ping pong ball came out, I was already on board three days before that. <laughs> all right. Tight. Well, um, so, I, uh, I. I became a season ticket holder with a, a group of friends just who thought this was fun. And again, back to accessible, it was like yeah. affordable for us at the time to get the package we did. And um, I signed up after we got Boogie. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we got this number one player and we now got this other big guy. Like maybe this is like a, a championship caliber team. And so like my first year was the Boogie year. The Twin Towers. Yeah. Boy, did they come crumbling down like the Twin Towers. Man, I learned a lot of lessons about being a professional sports fan because I had never <laughs> been a professional sports fan of anything up until then. So, like, man, what a what an interesting year to, like, pick it up. But, um, yeah, I bought in and I'm just, like, committed with the team. But, yeah, those, those Zion years were very exciting. It was very rejuvenating. In fact, it was, like, one of the reasons why I didn't drop my season tickets. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe we can do it this time. And here we are. Three years later, <laughs> four now going into our fourth. And there have uh, been signs of life. Uh, I would say one, uh, the new coach, the new coach is yeah, uh, mm-hmm. 
That's A1. Uh, You know, as as good as Tom was and like as a shysty businessman as he was to get the deals to keep the teams here, which is cool. And I appreciate that. But that is, you know, billionaire bullshit. Um, It seems like Gail really just loves Mm -hmm. it and is a fan. And I'm very excited that she's like made that commitment to like revamp it to be better. She's willing to open up the the, the purse at that's the term. I'm not saying that because she's it's a woman. It's not even open up the person. It's she, open up your understanding of how what's best in this system works. Well, no, no, but like literally like not sharing your health department. That's with what the I was going to say. Team, literally, you know? that was a cost saving effort. Yeah. Under the last regime, where it's it was like, a billionaire shysty move. Why do we have football people training basketball players and vice mm-hmm. versa? Why yep. it was, and it actually it actively hurt mm-hmm. the Pelicans and recruiting players. Uh, agents yeah. were like, you can't go there. I don't care how much they offer. I'm not letting you go there. Everyone who leaves there leaves there with injury problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that she, even though it's still not working, and apparently Zion got the head trainer fired. It so it's, I guess it's still not working out. It feels like we're heading in the right direction. At least we're making moves to try and be yeah. better. And that's all you can kind of ask for and hope for, I think, sometimes yeah. as a fan. It's just thank you for trying to hire the best guy in the business. I'm sorry it didn't work. Um, I'm not sure it didn't work. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy because we got time one and guy. Place for a lot of things, we got one guy who's injured, and it's just like. <laughs> and you know, it, it might not even be like an injured thing. You know, it, it, there. You know, not to get two X's and O's. This is not that podcast, but yeah. like you know, there's a responsibility on the athlete to like you know, not only manage yourself but like represent yourself to the public in a way that like alleviates any potential criticism that they could have. You know, so I, he, he's still a kid. I'm not going to worry about it. Um, so you're in on the uh, Pelicans. We're, we're Pelicans fans. We're in both fact, Pelicans as I said, fans. That's, as it started, that's probably most of our conversations when we're not just like cracking jokes at the side of a fucking comedy show. Um, that brings us to, I guess, today. Um, today. Do you do you uh, do you have any uh, sport anecdotes? Like, I mean, like the 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 Super Bowl sneaking in. I know that wasn't your story, but like, no. is there any other sports highlight that you have being a- here? Like the Super Bowl year. Like, how did you? Was that a big time for you? Uh, like maybe the 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 sweep? Uh, oh, when the Saints won the Super Bowl. Yeah, not, not, not the, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I was like I was like I have so many stories about going to Super Bowl parties when the Super Bowl was in New Orleans. No, no, no. Well, no, that's cool, and like we could talk for like no, I know the Super Bowl we year. Could talk for hours about sports shit. But uh, like, this is when I was still a diehard Saints fan. I was in law school, and I remember like for like weeks, like weeks after the Saints won the Super Bowl, I was just checked out. And one day, one of my professors is like, Drew Brees is not going to cheer for you at the bar exam. But what if? If he knew I was there, he would. Well, he wouldn't. (laughs) Drew Brees wouldn't cheer for me at the bar exam, even if he did know I was going to be there, even if he was a fan of mine, because he'd know that I had not given it my all. Oh, shit. And so I was like, I need to refocus. Yeah, I don't have Drew Brees commitment. And I think (laughs) think that's another level of commitment. All right. I got to say this. We got to in this city. We've got to see two of the biggest sports overachievers ever, and Drew Brees and Chris Paul. Yeah. Are there athletes that have maximized their talent more than those two? I don't know if there really are. In New Orleans. I mean, just in, in, in their sports. Period. 
in the sport of basketball, who's maximized their talent more than Chris Paul? In the sport of football, who's maximized their talent more than Drew Brees? You phrased it in a way that's very interesting. I appreciate it. Yeah, maximize their talent. Like they, they're people who are better. Well, they're, they're the 5'10 guys who like got up every fucking day yeah. and like <laughs> did where, the work. Where it's like it's like man, you know, I was I was just too short to be an NBA. Nah. It's like you look at Chris Paul. It's like I've met Chris Paul. He's only like an he's not six feet tall. He's only like an inch yeah. taller than I am. Yeah, <laughs> he's not that tall. Yeah, uh, Drew Brees. Same deal. Not, he's not that he, much he's, like, he's not really That's six what I'm feet tall. If I was just <laughs> six three, I could just be like a little. Like I'd be like, well, at least I'm taller than Drew Brees. Uh, all right, um, cool, man. Well, I look forward to going to more sports uh, with you. I, I'll, I know I'll see you at Pelicans games. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, I'll, we'll hopefully talk more about sports and be sports fans together and put that on top of comedy, friends. Oh um, yeah. Thank you for joining me. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I know you're on social media and you do comedy uh, about town. So. I, I would, I would, t- I would tell you guys about my podcast, but people keep telling me it's not a podcast, but it's called the Walk the Crowd podcast, the podcast about podcasts, <laughs> on the John Reynolds podcast, and it's on YouTube. Uh, it's hard to find. Don't even worry about looking for it. We'll just search John Reynolds on the internet and something might pop up in New Orleans. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not the most famous John Reynolds. Who's a comedian from New Orleans. That's not me. There's a dude from the eighties who like (laughs) did a Broadway one man play. And it's like, I got to get a, I got to have a Twitter. (laughs) I got to get a Tony to surpass this guy. How am I going to get a Tony? Uh, well, hopefully it'll be whatever podcast awards they have for this one. Um, cool, man. Thank you for joining me. This has been Just Say No Sports. Uh, see you next time, team. I don't know who I'm waving at. <laughs>